Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, I'm very excited because our special guests today are our friend, Cassandra Beam, and our sitting district governor, which means he's the big kahuna, Dr. William Bassett, (laughs) or to us, uh, Bill Bassett. And we'll be discussing literacy and later on in the program, World Book Night in the Hudson Valley. That's right. And we'll be joined the second half of the show by Margie Bernard, who is a Rotarian and a librarian, as is Cassandra Beam, who's a Rotarian. Good morning, Cassandra. Good morning. And good morning, oh, great and glorious (laughs) district governor, Bill Bassett. I'm so glad you didn't forget the grand poopa bow. Right. Thank you. Thank, thanks for that little bit of respect, Jonah <laughs> and Sarah. Good morning. It's well-deserving. <laughs> it so, is. let's find out what um, is Rotary's push about literacy. We, we have heard about Rotary's uh, commitment to the eradication of, of polio, but uh, why have we picked up uh, as another uh, major project in Rotary's commitment to service above self the uh, issue of literacy? Sure, uh, I'd be happy to talk about that. Rotary has identified six primary focus areas uh, for its efforts uh, in addition to polio uh, uh, for their projects worldwide and locally. And one of those areas is education. And uh, literacy is the uh, is the big component of education. So um, literacy is being promoted worldwide by Rotary. Um, just slightly under a billion people worldwide are illiterate. What about here in the well, United States? Well, what is the definition yeah. of that? That's what does true. that Let's mean? Let's find that out first. Yeah. Uh, well, the uh, the exact definition I don't have with me right now, but I, it's not being able to functionally read at a certain level, like an eighth grade level right. or, a, or a graduate of uh, high school level. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But there's a, a lot of people worldwide, and that prohib- prohibits them from doing almost anything gainfully uh, in their communities, wherever they live. Let's get that number out again. How many people worldwide are illiterate who can't read, Cassandra? Well, I, there, it's estimated that one in five adults in the United States are reading below a fifth grade reading level and are functionally illiterate. And here in Ulster County, it's estimated that 16,000 cannot Mm. read and write. Now, Now, I I have a quick question, though. Are you talking about English as as a language? Like maybe there are people who have immigrated to this country and they're not literate in English. I mean, what what are we talking about here? Well, we're really talking about both. It's a combination. There actually are people who've graduated from high school who can't read above a fourth grade reading level. Well, that would be a problem. Yes. And that's actually what what our agency does. Well, how does that happen, though? It's a combination of things that, you know, people do uh, get pushed through the system. People struggle with uh, learning disabilities that Mm -hmm. go undiagnosed. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, All kinds of things can happen. So that's that's what you all are addressing then. Tell us the name of your agency again, Cassandra, and where you're located. It's the Ulster Literacy Association, and our uh, offices are in Kingston at 480 Mm -hmm. Aaron Court. And we have a website, ulsterliteracy.org, if you'd like to learn more about what we do. Okay. Uh, And basically, we work with volunteers. We train and support volunteers to become literacy tutors who can then work one-on-one with adults. Where do you tutor? At a time and a place that's convenient for the learner and the tutor. 
So does the learner, the person that uh, is wanting to learn, do they come to you? Yes, they're not mandated. This is a choice that an adult makes, that they're just tired of trying to navigate through life and society without having this basic skill of literacy. Now, uh, let me ask you something there. Librarian uh, Cassandra Beam and also Bill Bassett, our district governor, um, is, is the reason we have fewer people interested in reading uh, or abil- able to read because everyone's got their nose stuck in that smartphone or, or the tablets, everyone's doing video games instead of opening up a good book? Bill, what do you think? Well, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's the direct cause of our literacy problem. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a multitude of factors really starting in the home. Uh, the, the primary emphasis uh, on, on my efforts have been to, to try and get, uh, trying to get um, more parents to promote reading before the children come to school so they have the foundation. If they can get that started uh, when they're one and two years old, the love for books, the opportunity to look at books, then uh, all kinds of things can happen once they hit school. But I'm, I'm hearing from kindergarten teachers that more and more children are showing up to kindergarten uh, without ever being exposed to literature of any kind. Well, let's just yeah. let's just share with our listening audience that Bill, you spent your entire professional career as an educator. Correct. So this is a, a, a topic that's very near and dear to your heart, and you are speaking from a position of a lot of experience and knowledge, and having seen this symptom, as we're saying, kids now showing sure. up with no exposure to books or language or right. those types of things that traditionally, you know, I always thought parents just read to their kids. They you know, that right. was just an automatic yeah. thing. It's what I did, what happened to me. So it, it, it you're talking about a cycle then. This Absolutely. is this starting Starts, from from exactly. beginning with within right. the family unit before you get into the educational system, it, before people are pushed through and and graduated from high school with minimal functioning uh, command of language. Right, right. The, and and w- w- let me take it back to Rotary. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my travels around to our 63 clubs this year, I've discovered so many literacy projects and efforts on Rotary clubs to, to help with reading in their own communities. Two in particular, uh, the NIAC Club in Rockland County has a program called Cover to Cover, and, and they, they start as soon as a child is born, getting word out into the community to the parents to mm-hmm. encourage them to read. And cover to cover means from, from birth to senior citizens. And then mm-hmm. in the Catskill Club up in Greene County, uh, they actually have a program where they present to new parents uh, uh, some coloring books, all designed to encourage kids to read and help parents read to their children. Uh, so they, they're so actually, this is getting worse, not better. In a country like like this country where y- you would think that everybody would have, uh, that education is available to everybody if you right, want it, yeah. why are we slipping back? Uh, I would say it's getting worse. And getting I'm talking worse. about the entry level of children entering public school having fewer and fewer children properly prepared for reading. And impact of technology? Impact of technology, working parents, uh, uh, the uh, economy, uh, it's just, just every, it's the, a the sociology thing. of all it's society, everything. yes. So yeah. folks at home, the first thing you okay. need to do at night, snuggle up with your kids, open up a good book uh, with your, your children or your grandchildren, and read to them. And if they see that books are important to you, and if they see books on the shelves in your home, they will become literate. They will want to read. But, you know, uh, Bill Bassett, as an educator, uh, Sesame Street started out when my kids were young. And, you know, it taught them letters. It taught them the numbers. It taught them the words. Um, It's still on the air. How is it that 
we've sort of slipped back because the kids were coming to kindergarten much more able to read immediately or fully reading. Uh, maybe, uh, Cassandra, you can yeah. weigh in on this t- t- too. Well, just another piece to remember is that we live in an extremely complex society mm-hmm. and parents are finding it increasingly difficult to um, find and secure work, to manage childcare issues, to take care of basic things that at maybe 20 or 30 years ago we lived in a different culture. Much simpler. Much simpler. And children too are faced mm-hmm. with those same challenges, social challenges, um, much earlier in mm-hmm. life than they mm-hmm. used to be. How about adults who may be listening in today who are and there's no other way of putting it, ashamed of the fact they don't know how to read. There was a great movie years ago with Dennis Weaver where he was somebody who worked in a lumberyard as a supervisor and could not read. Oh, yes, I and remember I don't remember, that. look it up on, on yeah, Netflix, yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, he coped by drawing diagrams. Mm-hmm. And when he would be presented with a menu in the uh, huh. in the restaurant, he always let somebody else order first. And if it sounded good to him, he says, no, I like that. So I'll pick one of those two. So a lot of people who, who hide it and cope it, they call right? it the Is functioning illiterate term. Um, do we have uh, uh, classes or programs offered around the Hudson Valley for people like that? Yes. In fact, every county in New York State has their own literacy volunteer agency. Ulsterliteracy.org serves Ulster County. And if we're in Dutchess County, it'd be DuchessLiteracy.org? Well, each one is different. Oh, Dutchess okay. is Literacy Connections. So oh, thank t- you. Uh, but if you call me at 331-6837, I'll get you to the right place. And we have classes. We have volunteer tutors. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a wonderful first step towards changing a life. Life. And mm-hmm. folks at home, get a pencil and paper because we're going to repeat that contact information in just a moment right after the first half of the show. But Bill Bassett, uh, while you're here in the last minute we've got, uh, tell us what Rotary Club that you belong to. I'm a member of the Walkill East Rotary Club. And uh, when do they meet? Tuesday mornings, 7.30 a.m. for breakfast at the Perkins on 211 in Middletown. And Sarah wants to know? How the food is. <laughs> we have to stop by and sample it. Yes, <laughs> there you go. You know what? And That's the first time I've gotten politically, that politically correct answer. Maybe I will. <laughs> and as district governor, sir, as the chief Rotarian in the Hudson Valley, we're going to give you our last 30 seconds for Excellent. this segment to tell Excellent. people at home why they should become Rotarians. I'm, I'm going to tie it into literacy. Our, our theme for the year is peace through service. And our uh, president of Rotary, uh, Sukuchi Tanaka, talks about teaching people how to read, especially uh, illiterate adults, as a way to create peace in their hearts. And I think that that would be a great way for Rotary to, uh, to be re- remembered and have an impact on society by teaching adults how to read. That's terrific, Bill. Thanks so much. And before we get on with more of our show, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary right here on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is the literate Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guest this first segment, Cassandra Beam and District Governor Bill Bassett. And tell us, Sarah, who allows us to balance the books by keeping us sponsored this week. Well, Jonah, this week Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Highland, Hyde Park, Millbrook, Nanuet, Newburgh, New Paltz, and Patterson. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Could you dedicate yourself to a worthy cause? Could you go the distance to keep a child healthy? Could you travel the world to help eliminate polio? Could you? A Rotary member could. Rotary continues its efforts to end this crippling disease worldwide, providing children with needed vaccinations. All it takes is one person to make a difference. 
Will you help change the world? For more information, go to rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. World Book Night is an annual international celebration of books held this year on April 23rd when 25,000 volunteers across America will give away half a million books within their communities to those who find it difficult to gain access to books. In the Hudson Valley, Rotarians from several clubs will distribute hundreds of books at various locations. World Book Night, April 23rd, will spread the love of reading person to person, demonstrating that books are fun and can be life-changing. World Book Night is brought to you by your local Rotary Clubs. It's Apple Blossom time in Red Hook. Red Hook Rotary's Apple Blossom Festival is Saturday, May 11th. Fun for the whole family. Great food and craft vendors. Get that last-minute gift for Mother's Day. It's Red Hook Rotary's Apple Blossom Festival. Saturday, May 11th in the heart of Red Hook, New York. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebwasser, and we, Hi. we would like to welcome you back to this edition of Radio Rotary. And Jonah, yes. today we are talking about a very important topic here. With two very important guests. Two very important guests. Um, literacy. Literacy right. in the Hudson Valley. And something and, called World Book Night. And Correct. Which is a very big deal. Obviously, it's a worldwide initiative. And literacy is one of the walks of service that Rotary sponsors right. for, on a global level. So we are going to welcome um, Marjorie Menard to this uh, segment. And um, Welcome back, Cassandra B. Welcome back. Thank Thank you. Yes. And they're both librarians, but... They right? don't look like librarians. <laughs> right? And the, um, the only disappointment is neither one of them is named Marion. So I could sing, Marion. Oh, I can't believe you just Madam did that. Librarian. <laughs> oh, trivia question. Do you ladies know bum, what's, bum, what bum, that's bum. from? Oh, of course. The Music Man. Yes. yes. You can't be a librarian and not, not know that. <laughs> Written by Meredith Wilson. That's right. And the performed much better by... The late Robert Preston. There you go. Yeah. So he, good morning, he really Marjorie. Set the bar there. Good morning, and uh, welcome back, Cassandra. Thank you. So tell us, what is World Book Night? Well, World Book Night is an effort that began in the UK a number of years ago, and uh, last year came over to the US. What it is is an, an effort to get books into the hands of light readers and non-readers in our communities. So. Okay. There are there are publishers that donate books. Um, there's there's people who coordinate this whole thing. It's a it's a it's a huge task, a huge undertaking. And well, I'm, the world wor- the word the word world in the title of the initiative would allude to that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. So they get these donated books, and givers they call us givers can apply to get twenty copies of a title, and and there's I think thirty or so titles that you can choose from, and they you you make a little application. They choose which which givers. They want to give them to. They send you the books, and you go out on on April twenty third. And the date, I don't know if it's exactly, but it's chosen to be around Shakespeare's birthday, just to give it another little Is that literary right? tick. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a salute to the bard. It's a salute to the bard. And what we do as givers is we take those twenty copies of our books and we go out into our communities, into places where we might encounter these folks who maybe you say light readers, light readers, the kind of read, the kind of read. Maybe or, they don't have a lot of books. They or, might not. Not have a lot of books, interest, um, 
or they might be interested and just don't have access. They might not have the time to get to their library. Or How do you identify light readers? I mean, how do you find them? How do you suss them out in your community? Well, in, in my particular case, um, last year, and again, I'll be doing the same thing this year, is I'm going to a... To a um, basically the main street through Kingston where there's apartments and there's shops and there's buses letting off and people, you know, walking down the street. Um, and, and just sort of catching them in their after-work hours and, and approaching them about reading. Really? Now, Cassandra, these books that you're, you and, and uh, Margie and the other librarians will be handing out on World Book Night, including many Rotarians will be doing this, uh, do they cover all age ranges? Are they fiction, nonfiction, biography, uh, you know? All of the above, and I do want to mention... Those romance novels that Sarah likes? <laughs> there could be a couple of those. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't don't knock it them. unless you've tried it. Exactly. <laughs> Any kind of reading is good reading. Right. There you go. Um, but what I do want to point out is that there are uh, six or seven um, Rotary Clubs who all applied to get books from World Book Night. Oh, terrific. And we were all awarded uh, copies. So we're going to be distributing, as a, as a region, over 250 books. Wonderful. Great. Now, you said we, as in you're a Rotarian. Yes, I am. And Margie's a Rotarian. I am. And what clubs do you belong to? We both belong to the Kingston Rotary. Well, there are two. Oh, uh, the Kingston Noontime Rotary the Club. Noon t- there's, the there's more a, civilized there's a, one. There's a Sunrise, there's a sunrise uh, wait a Club. Minute. We have I'm lots of friends in the Kingston say, Sunrise Club. I know that. And how I know that is because I've attended many right. of their meetings. Mm-hmm. And right. you have to and get up at the crack group. of dawn. And, they and, are and when group. does your Rotary Club meet in Kingston? We meet at Noontime. And where do you meet? Christina's Rest. Restaurant. Okay. And Sarah wants to know? How's the food? Christina's feeds us extremely yeah. well. Delicious. They're very good to us. Oh, good. So we've got Rotarians uh, Margie Menard and Cassandra Beam here on Radio Rotary, both librarians. Um, how does one decide to become a librarian? What do you have to do to, to do that? Well, uh, And by the way, folks at home, neither one has their singing. hair in a bun. It's not singing, neither one, by the way. Neither <laughs> one has saying. their hair in a bun, Just nor saying. do they have the they glasses. They don't have any glasses on. The glasses well, I, on those little <laughs> chains, you know? This is not stereotypical librarians, but go ahead. Um, you know, in, in my case, uh, becoming a librarian was, um, you know, I, I, I was raised in one of those households where books were everywhere and mm-hmm. reading was a constant activity. They would have to take the books out of our hands to get us to the dinner table or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so I grew up in, in a book, in a house surrounded by books, and it was such a part of my core um, that it was sort of an easy thing. I, I became an English major in college, and that was a natural progression for me to go to grad school to get my degree in library science to become a librarian so I could spend the rest of my life doing what I love to do, and that is connecting people with literature and books and learning and um, that's how and you become a librarian. Cassandra, <laughs> was it an educational path for you as well, or a home that encouraged and embraced? Well, you know, I have a wonderful memory. When I was in second grade, I went to a school that had a children's library and the older kids' library. And I was invited to go into the older kids' library, so I had this terrific honor. Uh And then I became an English major, and I was an English teacher briefly, um, and my path has just led me. Now I'm the director of the Ulster Literacy Association, Uh uh where we're teaching adults how to read through volunteer efforts. 
Um, and and again, where is your agency located for our listeners who have just joined us? We're in Kingston at 480 Aaron Court, and we have a website. And what part of town is that? Kingston's uh, a big city. It's close to Uptown Kingston, the okay. Kingston Plaza. Uh-huh. We're on all the bus lines, um, and people can learn more about what we do at ulsterliteracy.org mm-hmm. or call me at 331-6837. There you and go. And that's an 845 number? Yes. Why don't you repeat that? 845-331-6837. And the website? Ulsterliteracy.org. And folks at home, get a pencil and paper and write, and we'll be ready to write that down because we will have Cassandra repeat that before the end of the show. And I want extra credit for not doing my college radio joke when everyone used to say, call oh, in for... thank goodness. They used to call in for uh, record requests. As and I say, live and breathe. They would say... I'm an English major, and I say, you don't sound English, and I didn't know you were in the military. <laughs> no, I'm an English major. Oh, I am he, the very model of a modern major general. He slipped it in there anyway. Do you notice that? I'm not going to do it, but then he doesn't. <laughs> Our yeah, guests I, on Radio Rotary, Margie Menard and Cassandra Bean, both Rotarians from the Kingston Club and both library directors, and we're talking about World Book Night. Who came up with the idea for World Book Night? You know, it was a group in the UK that be, that came up with the idea who are for English, World Book Night. by the way. Who are, in fact, English. <laughs> I don't know whether they're majors English or majors, not, but they are English. Yeah. Um, and I'm not exactly sure who they were, but it was a group in the UK and, and it has since transferred over to the US. Uh-huh. I have a quick question that is a little bit of a segue. Well, no, it's a big segue, Marjorie. But Margie, um, when you said since you how long have you been a librarian? Um, I have been a librarian for uh 50, 18 years now. So how have you seen technology affect your profession? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kindles and all that stuff. To well, you, you know, it's interesting. The very first library that I worked at, we were transferring over from the old card catalogs to a computerized... Which was the Dewey Decimal... Well, wait, we wait. still use the Dewey Decimal System, okay. but it was those big, beautiful pieces of furniture I with the know, drawers and, and the index cards so in them, good. and that's how you looked up your books. <laughs> well, they're, they're lovely, but they're not particularly efficient. So uh-huh. technology really has done wonderful That's things. That's helped with that. How Absolutely. you catalog. How you catalog How we things. catalog, how you find the material. Uh-huh. Um, through, through, and, and, you know, we also now, much of the, um, I, I don't know how many people remember the green books about you know yes. how to find magazine articles. Right, right, right. Those are right. all online. So access to information has really improved with the internet dramatically uh-huh. with technology. Like technology. And you know That's the amazing thing is the librarians have decided if you can't beat them, join them. You can now download for two weeks at a time books onto your Kindle from the Mid Hudson Library System. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, all all book ebook readers can now download their material from their public libraries, just like they can go in and buy a, or borrow a hard copy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, you both are members of the Kingston Rotary, and um, what made you decide to become Rotarians? We heard why you want to become a librarian, but why did you decide to become a Rotarian? I was just wined and dined, and I just couldn't <laughs> resist all of their charm and support. Um, and, you know, I moved into Kingston three or four years ago, and yeah. this is the first time that I decided to join something and mm-hmm. it was the Rotary. It just, well, it's a great networking mission, opportunity too. You can meet, meet some very nice people. And Margie? Well, librarianship is a people-oriented profession. It's all about people and Rotary is all about people and service and it just really was a it was a natural fit. Very simpatico mm-hmm. for exactly. you. You know, in the first half of our show we talked a little bit with uh, Cassandra and also with District Governor Bill Bassett about literacy and um, the, the problem of uh, illiteracy around the world. Um, Does the Kingston Library or other libraries in the area that you know of offer services and programs for people who want to improve their reading skills? 
Well, in our particular case, mm-hmm. we have a very close working relationship with Cassandra and Ulster Literacy Association. So we try to work with the other organizations in our community, and we try to support them by purchasing materials that their teachers and students can use and, and making a space for them. Well, Margie Menard and Cassandra Beam, Rotarians and librarians, thank you so much for everything you do for literacy uh, here in the Hudson Valley, and thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, this week, Jonah, Radio Rotary has been sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, and Wallkill East. For the entire Radio Rotary team, our producer, Betty Renner, our engineer, Jay Verzi, and my co-host, Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business.